we've been in a series called Faith That Moves Mountains, so I'd encourage you, if you have a Bible, uh, we're going to go ahead and look at some different verses. But Galatians 6.10, and I'm not going to have you turn there, talks about how we as believers, we're called the household of faith. We're not called the household of doubt, the household of unbelief. Christians are called the household of faith. And faith is a normal thing for a Christian. Christians and faith go hand in hand. And so we need to understand about faith. And we talked about all the benefits and things that faith will do and uh, what faith is. Faith is a confidence not based on what we see, not what we feel, but it's based from God. And we're going to go further today. So open your Bible to 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter, and we're going to talk about how faith comes. Now, sometimes when you hear a topic and go, well, I know that. I know how faith comes. I read the verse already. You know, there's a scripture that says if anybody thinks he knows anything, he doesn't know it as he ought to yet. When a verse becomes exciting to you, it's alive. You're starting to know it. And even if it's a verse you've read a hundred times, when it's alive and God's speaking, you'll be like, yes, I owe this verse. But when you go, oh, that verse, I can quote it. I know it. It's time you tune in your ears, so to speak. You with me? And go, wait a minute, maybe there's something I need to see there that I haven't seen. And so here in 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter and the third verse, it says this, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you abounds toward each other. Now, I read that verse, but I do want to say this. We do really need to be open and go, yeah, yeah, I, I got you on that. We need to recognize, you with me? We need to recognize we don't know everything, and a small little change in seeing something can revolutionize your whole Christian walk. That's why it's important to listen well and realize, yeah, I've heard, I know how faith comes. We're going to go to that verse, Romans 10, 17. You know, when people hear faith comes, they think, well, there. But, you know, there's something to be known in that verse that you maybe haven't known or can be expanded to all of us. It can get richer and better. And so be open. You know, one of the guys who God used to write the New Testament, part of it, he said, be open. And he talked about how people's mentality can close them up. And, and what could happen if you're closed up, you know, we're, we're familiar with things being closed up right now, right? You don't go in, you don't get what they got. And so we don't want to be closed up to something and realize man, there was something good to be had. You with me? So we're going to read this verse again, verse 3 of 2 Thessalonians. It said, we are bound to give thanks or bound to thank God always for you, 
brethren. So they, this, this guy who wrote this, who was moved by God to write this, would thank God for him regularly. Thank you, God, for that church, those people, all the believers at Thessalonica. And this is what he thanked him for, that your faith grows exceedingly and your love grows or abounds toward one another. Notice this right here. He said your faith grows. Can faith grow? Can faith get strong? The Bible talks about being weak in faith, and the Bible talks about being strong in faith. So have you ever been weak just because you didn't eat? Yeah? And you thought, I need, you know, there's a Snickers commercial out. You know, you turn into a different person, right? And then you eat a Snickers, and you uh, are no longer that cranky person, you come back to yourself. And they're just trying to tell you that there's, you know, some nutrition, I guess, what they're, a sugar rush in that, that will get you back to feeling like yourself. But we're not talking about getting back to feeling like a natural self. We're talking about feeding the spiritual person and how that your faith grows and your love should grow. And I will say this, if you want your faith to grow and be strong, it cannot grow and be strong unless your love grows. Thank you. Or just I thought I'd throw that in as I was getting ready. I thought, I need to throw that in there. Because maybe somebody wouldn't realize that and think, well, I'll just grow my faith. It doesn't matter if I love, if I'm patient, if I'm kind, if I believe the best of people. That won't affect my faith one bit. Not at all. Won't affect anything. It won't matter one bit. First John 4... Everybody's alive and well. Remember, we were going to sing that song. 1 John 4, verse 20 says, If someone says, I love God, and how do we love God? Because of our faith, our trust. He said, if anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he's a liar. I wonder if there's liars in the church and they don't even realize they're lying because they told other people the truth and said, hey, how's it going? Everything's good. And you thought everything was good, but you didn't realize by holding hatred and unforgiveness and bitterness toward anybody, family member, you know, sometimes it's easier to love everybody but a family member. But that doesn't exclude it. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I love God, but he hates or is angry and bitter against his brother. He's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? So he's basically saying, you know, if you want your walk with God to be good as a Christian, this is not being taught to lost people that people who don't know the Lord, you have to, if you want your faith to grow and to abound, you have to learn to love. It, that's prioritizing life with God. It's how you treat other people. It's guarding in a dangerous world where there's so much negativity toward people that you don't become negative toward people. And that you don't find yourself engaging in groups of talk about how this person's this way and how they do this. No, 
I'm going to have to back away from that because that's not going to help my faith. And if I want my faith to grow, it's got to grow with love. Hallelujah. I knew you guys would be excited about that. So I'm just going to have to be patient and kind with people and not engage in some things that, that the world thinks is no problem. But somebody might say, yeah, but I'm telling the truth. Yeah, but love covers a multitude of sins. What if God told the truth about all of us? We probably wouldn't look as good as we did, right? And so if he's not around, you know, as we used to say, narking on someone, so what in the world does that mean, telling on him, you know? Then we probably, if we're going to walk with him, we should be careful how we engage about other people. Amen? Especially because of how great God has been toward us. Hallelujah. I thought we could have got more amens on that one, but... You know, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, he's just awesome, and he's loving. That doesn't mean people aren't going to go to hell because he loves, but he's doing everything and giving all kinds of stuff to us to help the world and to get those people into the kingdom of God. And he's loving, but he has rules. He has guidelines, so to speak, parameters of life. And if we want our faith to grow, then it's going to have to grow in love too. Love's going to have to grow. If I'm endeavoring to build faith, but it doesn't seem like it's growing, that's an area you got to feed too. You know, have you ever uh, had a potted plant and thought, oh, this is going to get real big, and then it got to a certain size, and then maybe you had one planted out in the yard, the same one, and the one in the pot just seemed to get to a certain size, and it just didn't get much bigger. Anybody ever had one person? Praise the Lord. Okay, Uh, some of you need to get out. Maybe just go to Home Depot, ask them, talk to them, see if I'm telling the truth. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, is they call it root bound and different things like that. But when you pull it out of that limited space, and sometimes when we're trying to only work on faith, it's like kind of like stymies. It's got to be put in the expanse of love so it can grow. Hallelujah. And when we do that and move it, isn't it amazing if you've ever had a tree like that or a bush like that? or I've had cactus like that and had them in a pot for years and they didn't get real big and then put some in the ground or had some of the identical same ones in the ground and they just grew and grew and grew and the other one just barely did much. And, is, and I still have one that's been in the pot for about 12 years and it's about that big around. It just... And I water it. It's just it needs root. And our faith roots have to be intertwined with love. Thank you. So maybe instead of trying to build strong faith, our focus needs to adjust. You with me? Turn to Romans 10. Now, now we know this verse. But maybe we might see something a little bit different. Romans 10, and if love is super important to our faith, we should major in love too, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't, not love like the world has it, you know, but I mean a love that prioritizes God in His ways 
and how he wants things done as first. And that's loving God. You with me? Romans 10, 17. A verse we all know, or maybe. Romans 10, 17 says, And if we want faith that grows or is fed... Now you could say this, love needs to be fed too. And it is fed the same way our faith is fed. It says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does faith come to an individual? How is your faith watered? How is love watered? By hearing God's word. By hearing God's word. Now, the whole world could hear God's word, but they have to act on it. And the same thing is true for us. We need to hear God's word, and it says faith comes. So if it comes, or through knowledge, faith is transferred. What is faith? Remember, it's confidence in what you do not see. It's knowing a reality. And that reality comes through the word of God. When you read the word of God, reality comes. Confidence, assurance in what you do not see starts to come. But here's what you need to understand. Uh, if our faith is going to grow, it won't grow without hearing God's word. You with me? And so we're going to look at some different things uh, maybe that would help us. And so instead of maybe focusing on trying to have strong faith, and okay, I got to work on my faith, maybe we, how we focus on hearing would help our faith. And so we read this verse and we go, yeah, faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing the Word of God. So you could say it like this, through information or a lack of information, our faith grows or is either stopped, or is helped, or hindered, right? A lack of knowledge. Because if faith comes, and then faith can grow, well, we have to act on that knowledge as Christians. If we're not feeding, are we starving our faith? They used to say this years ago, feed your faith and starve your doubts. Sometimes people are real good at feeding their doubts and starving their faith. One preacher said it like this, many Christians or some Christians uh, eat uh, three full meals a day naturally and one spiritual snack a week. You know, they go to church. I would think it'd be better than a snack at least. <laughs> one good filling meal. But, but sometimes we maybe are just feeding our bodies more than we're feeding our spiritual self. And we know what the effects of that would be. You, you with me? We all know that. So our focus or how we see God or look at Him is huge for our faith. You with me? Because many times when people go, okay, i got to build my faith, they're just going to read all the scriptures to build their faith. And they're building their faith as though it's something separate from God. As if their love is separate from God. Like anybody in the world could build this kind of love. 
No, no. Unless you're born again, you don't have a new nature. You don't have life. We're talking about developing our love or our relationship really with God and man. And that's exactly how faith is. It's more based out of your relationship than just works. So if that's the case, read through the whole Bible and look how people's faith was great or built. It was really out of their relationship with God and how they saw God. You with me? It was how they saw God. How do you see God? Do you say, well, I just need a promise because i got to get this answer and i got to get this fixed in my life. Really, we should approach it with God in mind, not just i got to fix this. Because I don't like this. i got to fix this. we got to look at it from who is this I'm looking at and what am I looking at and where is the God side in this? I'll, I'll say it a different way. There were two men that were walking one day and they were walking in the woods and they came to a creek. And there was a narrow board that crossed the creek and the first man said, man, I'm going to need huge faith to cross this small wooden board. And the other man looked and said, I'm so thankful it's not going to take me much faith to cross this board because this board is well able to hold me when I cross. And there's a vast difference. One's trusting in their faith to do it. And the other is trusting in the ability of the board to hold them up. The other is like, it's all based on my faith. And I'm going to walk across the board. And the other is like, I can see that the board has plenty. It doesn't take me faith. I'm just going to trust its ability will hold me as I go across. And you know, it's true when we come toward God, some people are thinking, I got to get enough faith and got to get enough of this. And they're not trusting in the ability of God. They're trusting in, well, my faith will do it. It's going to have to hold this up. And we're almost doing away with how big God is. It's a perspective. So when our faith comes, it's not just to get us strong so we can do it, so we can see how He is and trust in who He is and trust in His ability and trust in His might. So when faith comes, that faith is shrouded, surrounded, surrounded in really the bigness of God. But many times when people need an answer, they're looking at things going, oh no. I don't know if I've got the faith for this. Wait a minute. What about God? What about God? What, what about how big God is? What about God, what God can do? I don't know about Him, but I know about me, and I better... No. Understand this. Faith will come to you, uh, and confidence will come to you easier when your perspective is right about God than you're just trying to get faith. Hallelujah. Why? Because you're recognizing the Word is backed by God, backed by His ability, how He is toward you, how He is toward me, how He is toward His people. When you start recognizing that, it's easier to put faith in the board. This will hold me. This will work. This will happen. 
You get where I'm talking about? So faith is not separate from God. Like, well, okay, I just got to have enough faith and I got to get these components in me and then it's going to have to happen. No, our faith grows as we recognize God and how He is. Here's a familiar verse maybe to people and, and we could go through loads of verses like this. But 1 Corinthians 1.30 and just to look at this real quick and see kind of the principle that I'm talking about concerning having a perspective of God in the Word and how He is. 1 Corinthians 1, verse, if you're there and you can find it, you're awesome. 1 Corinthians 1, 30 says this, but of Him, that's starting off by saying this, but of God, Notice the God perspective, the God work, but of God, but of Him, of Him, His might, but of God, it says, you are in Christ Jesus. You didn't put yourself there. You didn't make yourself there. You just trusted in Jesus and God did a mighty work and put you in Christ Jesus. We don't have to have faith like, well, I hope I can stay in Christ. No, it was God who put you in. He's the one who keeps you. You just got to realize he's big enough. Jesus tried to get the disciples to see that. He said, God's so big. He said, no man can pluck you out of your father's hand. Then and you got people who are more brilliant. Yeah, but you could walk out. Yeah, because you know there's a scripture that says that. No, it's just people in their noodle. That bucket up here their mind. No, but of him you are in Christ Jesus. God put you there. God did that work when you received him. Who became for us wisdom or the way of salvation from God. Jesus became that from God's standpoint, from God's work, from his labor, from what he did. And if my faith is in Okay, I've got to believe this. I need to believe in the ability of God and what He did, how He did things, how He, His plan showed me how He is toward me. And you understand when I say toward me, I mean all believers. His willingness, His wanting. And then it goes on to say, and He became from God's work, from God's initiative, from God's design, he became righteousness for you. Right standing. Not by your own deeds did you become right. You trusting in the great work of God. His power. His working ability. Then it goes on to say, and he became from God and from God's work and God's plan and God's design. He became sanctification. What does that mean? He set you apart by his work. So I trust in His work. I just got to get free from all this. He set you apart. Trust in Him and His ability. And then it goes on to say, and redemption. Redemption is everything. Whether it's healing, deliverance from the devil, soundness of mind, whatever it is. Somebody says, well, I got to make this happen. No, God did this. Start looking at His ability. And if he can't make his word good, we're all in trouble. But sometimes we think it's 
just my faith. Well, faith grows out of his word, but it grows when it really sees how God is. Just how big he is and how for us he is. Everybody okay? And if, if that's true and he is for us and it is true, then we need to realize he's willing. We need to see God's character all through the word. His ability through the word. How he's willing to back us up. How if we'll take a step trusting in him and in his greatness, he'll work wonderfully. Amen. So Romans 10, 17 again, because this is a important verse. And we said this earlier about feeding our faith. And it says here, so then faith or persuasion or confidence in God comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Isn't it interesting? God gave His Word so you could hear about Him and faith would come to you. Now understand, when He said faith comes by hearing, we could say it like this. Vitamins come by eating right food. Would you agree? Not all foods. Because if that was true, I'd be more vitamized. By the candy and the junk food. Have you ever notice you eat certain kinds of food, vitamins are not inherent in them. Now you may, somebody said, oh yeah, but there's a little bit in chocolate. Well, you'd have to eat a bunch of candy bars, probably get enough. Somebody might say, I'm working on it. Well, praise the Lord. There is another way. And you don't have to be shaky about it. You know, getting there. But there are just certain foods that we can have some of, but we need to be careful because vitamins come not out of every food, but out of certain foods. And if we are deficient in an area, we need to eat that, right? Or take a vitamin, I guess, today or whatever. But we can do certain things, and those vitamins are inherent in the food. And we know not all food has vitamins. Some people need to know that. Because not everything you hear gives faith. Not all things you hear give faith. And so it might be okay to eat a candy bar every now and then. Or certain things. But know that there's probably not a lot of nutrition in that. Some of you are acting like you don't even know what in the world I'm talking about. Like if you just eat Kraft macaroni and cheese all the time, I'm thinking, no. I mean, it's all, but it's good. Yeah, but there's a lasting effect. There's something that's deficient. You're not intaking the right thing, so you might want to change your diet. And I'm not talking natural food here. I'm talking spiritual diet. If faith comes by hearing God's word, not all natural food has vitamins. Well, then the word of God has faith in it. But faith, in other words, you can't get all, vi all the vitamin C you need from eating broccoli. 
or something else, you know, whatever. I'm not a big diet person, so if somebody's like, yeah, you can get a lot from broccoli. Okay, well then move to something else you can't get a lot of vitamin C from. You know you'd need to move to an orange or some kind of citrus to get some vitamin C and maybe some other food, right? And you would move around to eat different things to get different vitamins. Understand, are we feeding our faith with the Word of God on our own? And what are we feeding on our own? Because some people go, well, I'm just going to go here and hear this because they teach this only. And, and nothing wrong, but uh, when I first got saved, I recognize now, looking back, the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to know about the end times. Well, today it might be worth knowing, right? <laughs> Having some knowledge would not be bad. But that became my focus. I think we should have a broad focus, and uh, I realized I was probably a lot like um, a kid if their diet was left to them. This is why we tell our kids this is what's going to happen. Thank you. <clears throat> this is what we're going to do spiritually. Well, my kids will decide on their own. Well, just move it over into the other side. Let them eat what they want to, and they'll decide on their own. And you know your kid's going to be like, Captain Crunch, no way. No, fresh bowl of fruit in the morning. Right? That's, some kids might be, but the vast majority would be like, you mean you're giving me an option of Captain Crunch and a ding-dong? for breakfast, or this bowl of fruit and oatmeal? That's pretty easy. What's for lunch? What are my options? You know what I mean? As we grow, we recognize, I'd still rather have Captain Crunch and a Ding Dong for breakfast, but we recognize, I just can't do that. Some of you may not realize that. You need to say, you, you can't do that. I mean, occasionally you can. But if, but if we're going to get nutrients, it's got to come out of specific things in the Word of God. Just like an apple, an orange, a banana, you know, potassium is in a banana, and, but it's not, you know, maybe in a piece of chicken or something. But there are things in all of it that's necessary. You with me? And so we need to know this, that if we're going to feed... Our diet has to be broad in the Word of God. It cannot be narrow. It can't just be about forgiveness. It can't just be that I'm clean. That's important. It has to be about how big God is. And then everything He bought and everything He paid for, His willingness to do things, because otherwise you can get real uh, vitamin rich in the fact that... Uh, He'll invade our presence as we worship Him. That's good, but that's not going to help you all the time. You with me? But it's going to be a blessing. 
But if I'm wanting healing, I need to look at healing scriptures, and then I need to realize God's side in those, and how big He was in those, and how He did something for me, and He cares for me. And then if I want to grow in love, I'm going to have to uh, get the vitamins of love, the things that feed love. And I promise you this, the world does not teach love like Bible love. You know, because there's a lot of people posting stuff on the internet about all different things, and they're like, love wins. And, and you know, they're like, it amazes me, like even the protests, how they're like, you know, how they act. And I think, uh, if they're part of a certain political party, I'm thinking, maybe I don't want this to be unhinged even more. You live? And if they're doing this, now I can love them. I shouldn't hate them. That's one thing you got to be careful of. You just got to realize where they're at. They don't know God. And if they are, ugh, then they, have, they need to feed and walk and exercise. We all need that. But if we're going to grow in faith and grow knowing his care for us in every area, our diet has to be wide. In the word of God, not narrow. So he said, well, what if people are offended? It's okay. That's okay. They can be offended by my diet, but my diet will make me strong. The vitamins will automatically come out of the food I consume. The, the food that I consume stays in my body longer than just when it goes in my mouth. You with me? Everybody understand that? It goes, sits in your stomach for a while. And what it does is this is your natural part of you. It just starts extracting all the different things out of what you put in. That's why, like, if you're a caffeine person, you understand this principle right now. You're like, oh, yeah, that's when you get that feeling. <laughs> a little on edge there. You know what I'm talking about? Or, uh, and then keep drinking that. But what's it doing? It's just extracting what you're putting in. And you know that some things you put in your body will actually rob of other things that you put in your body? You knew that, right? There's certain like caffeines and things like that, they'll pull stuff out of your body. I don't know if that's the exact terminology, but it will affect other good vitamins, maybe like vitamin C. It'll, it'll work to, to go A. That's why you got to be careful what you feed on. Because can wrong ideas and opinions, while you're feeding the right thing in your faith, Put those other things in and they start robbing you. God is the ultimate spiritual dietitian. And he will deal with us. And if we ignore it and we wonder why I'm shaky after, then we need to go, wait a minute. What have I been feeding? What have I been putting in? Because they can rob us of the nutrients of the word. Jesus said it when he said, you know, if you let certain things in, it'll choke the word, and then the fruit you want from the word will not come. 
Everybody okay? Because why? Faith comes when you hear. But if you know how things work, uh, you go to the store and you go, I'll get some of this fruit, vegetables, all this. You don't just go get carbs. Those are good. Flavorful. But ever notice when you eat carbs, they don't satisfy you? No, it'll hit you in the stomach. Somebody's like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it, I don't know what you're talking about. Like all the sugary stuff and everything. You ever notice you get done eating, you're like, I gotta eat more. I gotta eat more. I gotta eat more. Nobody's ever been there. And uh, some people aren't gonna raise their hand for nothing. And uh, how many want the winning lottery ticket numbers? Raise your hand. Okay, I was just see if I get those people's hands up. But um, if you want nutrients, you're going to have to eat certain things. Isn't that true? Your diet must be along certain lines. And we go and we target things, we know how things work, but know that if you let other things in, it can have an effect on your faith. It can have an effect on your faith. And carbs, when you're done eating, make you want to eat more. Junk. Anybody ever notice that? Honest. Some people don't know what that is. But, you know, it's the truth. I mean, I know when I'm, if I go, okay, I'm going to lose a few pounds or more than a few, I'll start low-carbing. Just get certain things out, and I'll notice my appetite just goes way down. Why? Because my body's going, hey, I'm good. I got what I need right there. I got some vegetable. I got this. But when I'm doing low or high carb, my body's like, what else are we eating? <laughs> we like some candy after that or something? Anybody ever notice that? Yeah. But is there a side where Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone? Carbs. I just got that right there. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, here's a question for you. Are you eating things that satisfy? And I'm not talking natural, so we need to look at the word of God and realize, am I gaining strength in the ability of God or just whatever? Am I feasting on my own? And if it stays in my stomach and things are extracted food-wise, then when you read the Word of God, one thing that's going to make it work for you is do you leave it in your mind after? Do you think in line with it after? Because if you do, just like food, the vitamins or lack thereof get extracted in your stomach and through your, you know, the whole program there. In your intestines, you know. But uh, it will extract. And we know from the scripture that meditation or continual thought on certain things make the words sink down into your heart. It, it pulls the vitamins or the faith that's in it in various ways into you. And then in your heart, you have confidence you with me? Is it a process? Yes. But when, when you hear the word and faith comes, it comes literally with all its potential right then. 
right then it comes with all its potential. Whatever the verse is, whatever it is, it, when you hear it, it comes immediately with all its potential. It does. When it says God is big, God's for you, whatever it is, it comes with all its potential just like that. When you hear it. That's why you let it sit in you and get inside of you. Because here's the thing, if you eat, you know, like a fruit salad and a, and a regular salad and some chicken and stuff like that, and you've got, you know, sliced carrots and onions and tomatoes in your salad, and then in your fruit salad you've got like strawberries and pineapple and, I don't know, slices of other kinds of fruit, and then you have something else like chicken, and you want to eat as much of those vegetables and fruit, you, and then chicken, all you want, you put it into you, it's going to be in with all its potential. It's just going to be in you. And your body's just going to need to extract it. When you hear the Word of God, and you'll hold it and meditate on it, the full potential, in other words, you don't need to go, oh, I need more of that certain kind of fruit. No, you already know it's in you. It comes with its full potential. What's ever in that fruit salad, in that regular salad, in that chicken. Anybody getting hungry? And um, that just came to me. I sense people are getting hungry. But, uh, but there is something to doing God's will, hearing the right thing. And what did Jesus say? My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. When we read the right things, see the right things, it will do something good in us. And when we leave it there and don't allow it to get choked by other things, it'll just start getting extracted into our faith life. Our confidence. Amen?